Hey guys, and welcome to the Movement Docs Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Mike. And we're just two guys who want to help students and clinicians grow in the field of rehab. Welcome to the show. Just a heads up before we take, we kick off today's episode, um, Mike and I are going to be dropping some real cool content in the next few weeks. Uh, one, being our website, that should be up and running pretty soon. And then two, we're going to be kicking off our monthly movement series. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have a collaborative challenge with our friend Gerard Talbot-Paul. So uh, keep, your, keep your eyes open, be on the lookout for uh, posts related to our uh, month-long non-zero day challenge and ways that you guys can get involved with us. Just... Did you? I thought I was introing. Are you? Is, I'm just, no, I was about to say just do it, and then oh, and then you hit you hit record. Okay. So all yeah. right, we'll, we'll probably still leave this in the podcast. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to episode seven of the Movement Docs podcast. Uh, today is just me and Mike. Say hey, Mike. Just the two of us. Yep, it's just just the two of us, just kind of uh, talking about one, a topic that's pretty special to our hearts, and that is the system of living called non-zero days. Mm-hmm. And this is something that uh, I found on Reddit. I think probably what like this is while I was this was down in like January or February of this year, maybe. I want to say so, yeah. Yeah. So I was just trolling through Reddit, looking at memes and puppy videos and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you know, the best that the internet has to offer. And one of these, <clears throat> excuse me, subreddits that I subscribe to is um, Get Motivated. And I, you know, this post had been out for, I think, about three or four years now, and I was very surprised I hadn't seen it before, but it's the, uh, the post where the concept of non-zero days comes from, and it's by a guy named Ryan's One, who's somewhere up in Canada, at least according to his, um, his Reddit post, but he was responding to a guy named Max, who was really sad and kind of stuck in this, like, um, vortex of just, like, sadness and depression. And uh, Ryan proposed this, this concept of living um, what he calls non-zero days. And the whole premise has four rules to it, all right? So the first one <clears throat> is that you need to do something every day that's geared towards your end goal, right? So whether it's you know getting into grad school, uh, graduating from grad school, maybe finding a job, opening your own clinic, whatever it is, you need to do something every day that's going to contribute to that angle, right? Because anything that you do, whether it's, as he says, writing down one sentence, <clears throat> doing one push-up, reading one uh, page in a book, all of those things can, can make you better by just doing them, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this practice of, of making your day non-zero, always doing something. That's rule number one. Rule number two is understanding that there are three of you. Doesn't that sound weird, Mike? It sounds so weird. (laughs) But, you know, bear with me here. There's the present you, right, which is you living in the moment right now. But there's also the past you, which you've done previous to right now, and the future you, what you're going to be, who you're going to be tomorrow, the next day, five years from now. And so the whole point of understanding the three U's is to <clears throat> both forgive 
and be gracious for the things that you've done and the things that you will do, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting at the drive-through and you want to get, uh, I don't know, like two McFlurries, a couple of McDoubles, whatever, but instead you decide to get a side salad, that's something that future you will be very grateful for, right? But <laughs> in the same token, you know, if you wake up after a hard night of partying in grad school and uh, you're just strewn with McDonald's wrappers and McFlurry cups, <laughs> uh, you also need to forgive past you for making a mistake, right? So it seems kind of weird. And I know that um, when I was first kind of like implementing this in my life, it was kind of a struggle. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> once you get the hang of it, it's, it's actually kind of, it's kind of nice because then you're thinking about things in a different perspective. Um, and you're constantly thinking it's, it's a, I guess, a way of framing what you're doing in your mindset to, you know, recognizing what you've done in the past, your accomplishments and your mistakes, <clears throat> realizing that those things don't have to define you. And then also kind of looking to the future and making sure that everything is based around your end goal. Right. Mm -hmm. The third rule is forgiveness. So always forgive yourself. Um, which kind of ties into the second rule, but it's important that it should be on its own. Mm -hmm. um, so always, always forgive yourself. Don't hold anything against yourself, right? Because I know as we've talked about many times before, <coughs> excuse me, oftentimes failure or not living up to your own expectations can kind of be that spark for the fire that you need. And the last one is pretty simple. It's exercise and books, right? So it's just a way of saying like self-improvement in general, both physical, emotional, and I guess also mental, right? So it's a very simple system, but the whole goal is to always be um, constantly bettering yourself. So what are your, what are your thoughts on, on non-zero days, Mike? I love it. I think the concept is great. You know, uh, it takes, it takes the, oh, puppy. <laughs> It takes, uh, it takes the pressure off of uh, trying to do everything all at once, right? And so, you know, you can have something as little as, like you described, reading a page in a book or writing down a few sentences if you're writing a novel. Um, just something that's non-zero to get yourself going forward. And it makes me think a lot of what, what Gerard said in our third podcast about uh, macro patience and micro speed. You know, being able to do as much as you can, or just doing little things to help work towards your end goal. I think that's huge. And I also really love the concept of the three U's, you know, uh, that concept of, of doing something for someone else, even though that someone else is your future self, uh, is, is a good way to kind of frame your mindset. You know, uh, I'm going to go to bed early tonight because my future self is going to appreciate that because I'll wake up feeling rejuvenated and I'll get myself to the gym or something along those lines. You know, uh, just the idea that you're, you're thinking about uh, your future self and setting yourself up for the future is, is pretty cool. Um, I, I totally agree that forgiveness has to be a huge component of this. And I'm glad that it's a standalone part of these rules uh, because, you know, forgiveness is, is everything. You know, there are, nobody is infallible. And so to understand the concept of being able to forgive yourself so you can move forward is huge. And exercise and books, what made me, you know, the only thing that I thought about that initially was gains, gains, bro. Um, <laughs> brain gains. Brain gains and muscle gain, all the gains, every gain imaginable. Um, and so I think that's huge. You know, uh, 
and even in that in that Reddit post, and we'll we'll put the link in the description. Uh, he talks about all these different books, and I know when you and I were talking about uh, you know just the response and like and thinking about this uh, this Reddit post. Half of the books that he mentions were books that had been mentioned by our previous guests, uh, Jason and Sam, too, in particular. So that's kind of cool just to see, you know, like uh, that we're all along the same lines in terms of uh, self-growth and self-improvement. But I I love the concept and I'm really excited that we get a chance to talk about this today. Yeah, one of the one of the really interesting things, kind of going back to the three U's, is that in the post, um, Ryan is responding to this guy, Max. And he says, he says something along the lines of like, even if you don't have a best friend, you do now because it's, it's you, you've actually got two of them past you and future you. And so I think putting that into perspective and kind of changing the way that you think about yourself. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, it's a little weird, but, uh, when you, when you start to think about like future, you as a best friend, right. And you're doing things to help someone else help your best friend. Like, you know, I'm doing this because it's going to benefit this person because I love them. Mm-hmm. It really makes you, um, you kind of like create you, you in, instead of having that, like that perspective that, you know, you don't really care about yourself or, you know, no one likes you, whatever. It, it gives you something to be responsible for. It, it gives you a way of like creating your own self-worth and self-love Mm-hmm. I think that that's like really, really profound. Oh, for sure. No, that's great. It's a great way to focus. And like I said, so, so pumped that we get a chance to talk about these, <laughs> these things today. And it's funny too, because like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best at implementing the system, but it, it definitely has impacted me. <laughs> I know there's, there's been plenty of times where I'm submitting homework assignments at like, you know, 10:58 when they're due at 11 or 11:58 <laughs> when they're due at 12. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, well, I did the best I could. So thank you past me for uh, procrastinating so that we could watch Stranger Things too. <laughs> and, um, you know, regardless of the outcome, I look forward to the journey that's about to take place when I hit the submit button. <laughs> that's awesome. Stranger Things too, by the way, really awesome. <laughs> oh, dude, I just, I just finished it. Uh, Two nights ago, Wednesday, Thursday night, Thursday night. Holy cow! It's so intense. Everything about it, <laughs> it's good, and everything about it is just so eighties. It's oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's the best. It's beautiful. from Ghostbusters to the arcade, Dig Dig or Dig Dug. Dig Dug. Yep. Yep. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it's it's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, now that we've kind of like set the stage for what non-zero days are, mm-hmm. um, Mike has has kind of compiled a list of like possible ways that we can implement some of those concepts in our, our daily life. Mm-hmm. So Mike, if you want to go through and kind of like, you know, take our listeners through, uh, which, you know, we don't have, only have six listeners anymore. Mm-hmm. We've broken the, we've, we've broken the, what, 300 barrier? We have, yes. Now, I mean, I mean, the listeners maybe you know, maybe someone listens to it multiple times, but we have, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, 315 total listens as of right now. Yeah. So just, we just want to give a quick shout out to all you guys that um, enjoy our random babblings and, uh, and the interviews with the, our, our fun, fun friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so Mike, take us, take us down your, your list and let's kind of, uh, talk about some of those things. 
Yeah, sure, sure. So to give you a quick kind of summary of some of the things that we'll be talking about um, as we go through here, uh, we'll talk a little bit about different ways to, to focus uh, that can help us maintain those non-zero days. Uh, and so we'll, we'll go through a couple different ways that we can do that. Uh, we'll talk about the value and the importance of reflection uh, and how we can incorporate that into our daily practices. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about hacking productivity, uh, different ways that we can uh, improve productivity. So even if we are feeling stressed out, we can find ways to, to overcome that. And maybe even talk a little bit about some, uh, some rituals that we can do either in the morning or at night uh, to help keep our mindset and mind frame focused. Uh, so that's in general what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and when we'll kind of we'll kind of run through there. So uh, the first thing uh, that I wanted to talk about is just different ways that you can focus. And so I don't remember if this was on like a Steve Harvey like interview or if this was from like Ellen DeGeneres or something. I saw it on some like primetime uh, TV or something like that. Is that even primetime? It was like matinee time. It was like four in the afternoon. Something well, I, like I think that. it depends on what the viewer base is. I mean, if you're a um, a college student who's skipping class. Mm-hmm. At, you know, one thirty in the afternoon to watch, uh, you know, Mondays with Mari, <laughs> me, and, me and my roommates had in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be considered prime time. Okay, is Judge Judy considered prime time? Uh, yes. You know, actually, okay. fun fact: I think she's like the fifth highest paid uh, television personality. Does she really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually forget if I, I saw some list on somewhere recently. And I don't remember if she's like one or two below Ellen DeGeneres or one or two above Ellen DeGeneres. Holy cow. But she actually makes a lot of money. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea either. <laughs> you go, Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so ways to focus. It's funny that we're, we're talking about ways to focus and we keep derailing, but that's okay. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> that's like as is normal on this podcast <laughs> as we do. Um, but yeah, so... So when I was thinking about different ways to focus, one thing that came to mind, uh, and it might have been from Steve Harvey, was was the idea and concept of a vision board. And so a vision board, as the name suggests, is a board uh, that you see uh, so that you get the vision and the board aspect of things. And so the idea is making a collage of everything that's important to you and where you see yourself in like five years, 10 years, somewhere down the road. And you post it somewhere in your house so you see it as a daily reminder of what you want to be. And so, you know, that could be anything that you want to be in the future. Uh, You know, if you want to learn a new language, for instance, uh, you can have all of your loved ones go to like Google Translate and and write some, you know, you know, inspirational stuff or or, or anything that they they want to write to you and have them translate it into a different language. And then you post it on your vision board. And so every day you see this and it's in a different language and you can't read it. But you know that as you continue to practice and focus, you'll be able to read it eventually. And so it kind of gives you that motivation to say, all right, you know, my goal wasn't, you know, in five years or whatever to be fluent in Spanish. And so now I see that these, there's these quotes up here from people that I care about and it's written in Spanish. I want to be able to read that. And then you, you kind of work your way towards being able to read that in the future. So that's one way. But do you have any examples, Jake? Well, I think even, even if you, you aren't the most artistic person, right? I mean, like I, I personally probably... I don't know that I would make a vision board just because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that I'm that crafty and would come up with something cool. Sure. Um, but I think even just posting like a like a picture or a quote or even just a goal, like writing a goal down and putting it up where you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that can be equally as effective. Yeah. Uh, I know that the one thing that came to my mind was um, actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He was bodybuilding. He was so disgusted with 
the size of his calves because he he thought he can you know, like he couldn't get them to grow right. Mm-hmm. He actually cut the uh, <clears throat> the legs off of all of his pants so that when he was walking around, he always had to see his calves when he was training in the gym. <laughs> and as weird as that sounded, or as weird as that sounds, like that was his motivation. Mm-hmm. He was like, I need to get my legs bigger because I want you know I want to be a body like a competitive bodybuilder. I want to be a, a champion bodybuilder. Okay. Um, and so I think even if it's little things like that, you know, um, whatever, whatever it is that's meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, creating like a really cool collage with like, I don't know, like a, <clears throat> a picture of a clinic or a picture of, um, you know, you graduating or whatever your end goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you just want bigger calves, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> finding that little meaningful thing that can remind you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's sometimes that's all you need. I know another kind of interesting one is um, my grandmother used to put a a rock in her shoe. Oh. And the reason she did it was just to like remember to pray and like be thankful for things. Okay. But like that was her reminder. Like every day it was just a way that she could kind of keep grounding and know like, you know, her daily goal was always to just be thankful for what she had. Wow, that's awesome! I actually really love that as like a way, and even like the, even like the the visualized visual representation of like being grounded and having a rock in your shoe. That's that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, and so yeah, for our listeners, that's one way that you can maintain focus is the vision board. Doesn't necessarily have to be super crafty. Uh, you don't have to go back to fifth grade and, and make collages, but uh, you know any kind of reminder that you can give yourself of something that you want to be in the future is is something that you can do. Um, another thing that we were kind of talking about, uh, before we started the podcast was the, the, the value of reflection. And so not only understanding the how of things, but also understanding the why. And so, you know, as an example of this, uh, when I first started in, in AT school, uh, the way, the way that the dual program works is we start with our, uh, our summer classes and those summer classes are with the AT program before we go into the PT classes and everything else that happens. Uh, unless you're Jake and, and do a different track, but that's, that's a podcast for a whole other day. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, uh, so when I started in AT school, uh, during our clinicals, we had to reflect on all of our experiences and, and keep track of everything from the amount of bags of ice we made to the evaluations that we performed to how many band-aids we gave out to the rehabs that we did, the emergency situations that we handled, the ankles that we taped, anything, anything that we did, we had to, we had to uh, keep track of that. And then we had to write about our experiences and, and, and how we felt they went. And so you know, it was a little daunting at first, but I loved it. I love the, the concept of, of reflecting on your experiences and how well that you've done and what you thought could go better. And so for every clinical rotation that I go through or even, you know, just different days that I've had, I'll spend at least five minutes at the end of my day reflecting on how things went and if I was able to work towards my goals that day. And so, you know, example of that would be, you know, uh, as I'm driving home, you know, did I mess up that eval? Okay, so why did I mess up that eval? Was I nervous? All right. So I was a little bit nervous. Why was I nervous? What can I do to make sure that I'm not nervous next time? Okay. So if I am nervous and I was kind of nervous during the C-felt, maybe I can prepare more and review the C-spine evaluation. So the next time this happens, I feel a little bit more confident and able to be ready for it. And so that kind of gave me focus that I needed to review a couple of things. So if that situation came up in the future, I'd be ready for it. Uh, So on the flip side, you know, I could look about things that went well that day too. So I could say, oh, yeah, I felt really good about this Therax program that I took my athlete through. Uh, but why did I feel so good about that? Well, 
I really connected with the athlete. You know, he felt like he was getting really stronger and he's motivated. He felt like he got a good workout in too. Okay. So I felt good because I was able to connect with this athlete and he felt appropriately challenged. How can I make sure that I do this in the future and reproduce these results? So I, you know, reflecting on this, I, I connected with the athlete because I was able to actively listen to him. He wanted to be pushed and we spent extra time doing performance exercises in areas of the body that he wasn't injured. So he felt like he got a good workout in too. So I need to holistically train my athletes is what, what I ultimately came up to with and find different ways that I can challenge them and not just focus on the area that they're injured. And so that, that those are different ways that kind of help me. Uh, but do you have any examples of reflection or anything that you want to touch on Jake? Um, I don't know. For me, it's kind of like a, I think it's, it's, it's almost like a continuous process for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I do a lot and, and I think a lot of times it can almost be a negative for me because I tend to overvaluate like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it could be anything from like a simple interaction with someone where I'm just like analyzing, like, you know, did I, did I come across weird? <laughs> did, was, did that go? Okay. Was that like, should I have said something different? Um, all the way through even to, to clinical stuff. Like, I know uh, as I was learning more and more about like pain science and had to like in chronic pain cases Mm -hmm. and really trying to think about how I frame my sentences and and I'm worried about the semantics of what I'm saying, how, how it can come across because I don't want to create some sort of a false narrative. Sure. It's almost like I would become almost obsessed with like thinking about like how, how did that patient interaction go? Mm -hmm. What words that I used to describe, you know, uh, her symptoms or, what's going on or how did I educate them about X, Y, Z. And that I think kind of started more on my long-term clinical rotations. Okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And specifically working with um, Jeremy Hansen, who is going to be your CI pretty soon, one of your <laughs> CIs pretty soon. Um, and he was really big on reflection. And so he would, we would either co-treat or he'd kind of watch me um, and I treat next to him with, with patients. And one of the things that we would do every day before lunch is we'd come talk and he'd go, okay, do you have any questions about the morning? Do you want to talk about this? How do you think this went? And that kind of got me in the, the habit of like really thinking about what I was doing more so than I used to. Because I know mm-hmm. when I was on my part-time clinicals and like the first years of school, I, I don't know that I really thought about what I was doing because I was so concerned with like, you know, homework and classes and passing and all that stuff. Sure. That once I was on my full-time rotations, I think I was able to reflect more. Um, And part of that was probably because I had a one, you know, like a one bedroom apartment and like just most of what I did was homework and like kind of sit there and watch Netflix. And so I had a (laughs) lot of time to to reflect (laughs) a lot of long drives to and from clinic. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I'm, again, like I said, I think sometimes I look at that as almost a fault because I, I tend to overanalyze things. Sure. But I think when you can apply it clinically and, you know, professionally, it's it's very good, especially when you're when you're wondering, like, how your evaluation is going or how your handling skills are going. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but it, I'll also kind of want to bring this back to non-zero days, too, because what you were saying, you know, you're five minutes every day. Like, what did I do good? What did I do bad? How can I fix it? Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much just having a conversation with past you. Yeah. Like, hey, I know, I know we messed up on this, but you know what? I forgive you. We're going to get this better next time. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, hey, you did really, really well. Thank you for setting, setting, 
present me and future me up for success. That's awesome. I, I like, I like reflection quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's, it's pretty valuable in terms of just, uh, thinking about even, even if we're going to throw this back to the metacognition that we had and was it the first or second episode thinking about the way that you think about thinking shout out to Aaron Hartstein. Dr. Aaron Hartstein. Dr. Aaron Hartstein. SUPT class of 2017. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yes. So that's good stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Where are we at? So reflection. Hack. Yes. Yeah. Hacking, hacking productivity is the next thing. So, uh, so with hacking productivity, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do this and find ways to be productive. But one thing, uh, because, I tend to be very type A in this regard and organized in this regard is to make to-do lists. Um, but I, I want to touch a little bit more on the to-do lists uh, and, and make them a little bit more, uh, I guess, applicable or useful. And so a lot of times when we make to-do lists, we'll make very general lists being like, oh, you know, I need to study today or I need to, you know, do X, Y, and Z or something like this. And Yes, it's good to kind of focus your idea being like, oh, I need to study today, but it's not that good because it's too general. I mean, what does that even mean? I need to study. So so what is it that you're studying? Are you studying like bone healing? Are you studying like, I don't know, cardiovascular stuff? You don't really have a focus or direction of how you're going to get that accomplished. And so I think when you write to-do lists, it's important to make them more process-oriented. So they'll state how you're going to do something or how you're going to do the goal, not just the goal. So like I said, studying for comps, as this is on my brain right now because we've got our comprehensive exams coming up pretty quick, is not too good. It's, it's too general. So what does that even mean? You could say, I want to review chapters one through three, or I want to summarize the key points on bone healing and renal function uh, for today. You know, It's specific, and it tells you exactly what you're going to be doing. So you could say, did I review chapters one through three today? Yes, I did. I reviewed those chapters. I summarized the key points or whatever check, able to do it. Um, so I think that's that's really important that you make them more process-oriented and kind of think about that. If it's too general, uh, it's easy to be like, yeah, I, I guess I did. I guess I studied today. Uh, I looked at something. Uh, but if you're able to make it a little bit more specific, it'll be a little bit more effective for you. Um, do you do any kind of like to-do lists or anything like that, Jake, or do you have, uh, do you have it more in your head? Um, you know, it's funny because I actually have it. I made a to-do list this morning. Um, and it was pretty much just writing out all the kind of like the culminating assignments that are due in the next couple of weeks for me. Mm-hmm. So I have four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got about 10, 10 assignments that are due by December or sorry, like no, December 1st. Okay. November 18th right now. Um, and I've got to do three of them. I'd like to do three or four of them this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I've been up for five hours now and have done none of them <laughs> because that's just that's just me, I guess. Mm-hmm. I you know, unlike Mike, I'm not as I'm like organized, but organized in like very specific ways. Like there's some things that I'm very like you know I got to list out all these all these things I need to do. You know, step one, step two, step three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of it has just kind of been recently, I guess, like my lifestyle and just being like super busy all the time. Sure. Um, I kind of just inherently know, like, you know, <laughs> I tend to check things and go, all right, I know this is coming up next. I got to do this, got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm just not as, 
I'm not as organized <laughs> as you. But that's kind of like the the other half of the equation. And I think it with us, like it, it kind of balances stuff out a good bit mm-hmm. because you you tend to be more like structured and organized. Like, and I'm a little bit more disorganized and not as structured. But I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of how I operate. And I'm sure it gives you headaches every once in a while because you're super gold. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I got a lot of blue in me too, so I always love you too. <laughs> so, um, and for so- our listeners that aren't, that don't really know what, what the golden blue is, uh, in our in our first year of PT school, we uh, we had to fill out these, uh, what, what would you even say it was, Jake? It was like a... It was like a personality just, quiz, kind of. That's Okay. So it was basically... Um, Dr. Wolfberg, one of our professors, listed out like characteristics and qualities that um, kind of like defined you. And then you were sorted based on that. You kind of like pick a color that you were most attributed to. Um, and so <laughs> gold, orange, blue, and green, right? Gold tends to be like type A, very structured, very organized. Like, you know, got to do this. Boom, 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 boom. You know, if something's due in two weeks, you're going to do it the night it's assigned because that means that you have two weeks to um, you know, not stress out about it. Uh, <laughs> blue is like the happy, loving, like, you know, just want to hug everybody. Like, let's have a good time. People orange are like the, um, spontaneous, like kind of crazy, like always down for anything people and <laughs> green are like the, uh, the introverts. They're like, you know, like, leave me alone. I need to study. Like, I'm going to go in this like, you know, library kiosk for the next like six hours and not have human interaction. <laughs> um, and so I was, you know, I was pretty blue and then also orange. So like, I don't have, I'm not super big on structure. I, I am in like specific ways. Um, but I'm very much not a type A person. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm the guy that has 9,000 unread emails on my phone <laughs> <laughs> because for me, like, that's just, you know, that's just how I operate. Like that's my organization level. Mm-hmm. But you get stuff done, you know, and that's, you can be successful any way that you slice things, um, which is good. But. And it's not to say that I don't prioritize or like make to-do lists. I have tons mm-hmm. of lists of stuff mm-hmm. I need to do. It's just like my way of, <laughs> my way of completing the process is not always like, you know, step one, step two, step three. Right. Uh, for me, it's, it's almost like a journey where there's like, you know, there's a couple loop-de-loops and we're going to backtrack a little bit and then, you know, we're going to go over here and watch some Netflix because mm-hmm. I'm so stressed out about being stressed out about procrastinating that I, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> but then eventually, you know, I'll get around to doing it, you know, um, at my own pace. Mm-hmm. And, and typically, like, you know, I always turn in things. Well, I can't say always because I've turned in some stuff late now. Thank you, NFL internship. Um, but <laughs> I always get it done and it's always pretty good quality, but. You know, I mean, everybody just works different. So mm-hmm. I, the listeners out there, I don't want you to feel like you have to do like one thing or the other, because obviously like Mike and I have, have different ways of going about stuff. Right. Um, it's just finding the way that, you know, what works for you. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, as long as you're living a non-zero day, you're doing something that's better than nothing. Exactly. Couldn't say that better. Um, so yeah, to-do lists are, are one way to do things. They are not the end-all be-all, but that was just a, a little stick on making them more process-oriented. If you are going to use to-do lists, give you actionable steps. And uh, I, do, I do really like the way that you define your steps a little bit more specifically. 
Cause like for me, it's just like, okay, go do this broad t- topic of things. Like mm-hmm. I would have literally wrote the word study down and then I probably wouldn't have studied anything. I would have watched Netflix <laughs> and then maybe like, you know, like read one research article and then be like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Whereas you would have been like, okay, you know, chapter one or like these three pages. And I think for people that are going to use to-do lists, like that makes it much more, like you were saying, like efficient and you you know exactly what you need to do. And it lets you have some sort of like quantifiable um, thing that you accomplished. So. Exactly. Cool. All right. If we move on to our next little topic here too, uh, a lot of it has to do with rituals uh, in the morning or in the evening. And so different things that you can do, um, journaling is something that you can do. Um, and I think it's something not a lot of people do. Uh, I myself am not the best at it, but I think it has very important uh, components to it as well as tying into that whole reflection piece. And so, you know, you can journal at night or in the morning or both. You know, if you're going to journal at night, you can write down at least one way that you work towards your goal that day. And if you're going to journal in the morning, you can write down what you're going to do that day that's going to help you accomplish your goals. And so this is all just about like reframing your mindset and trying to find ways that you can help keep yourself focused. And so, you know, my I guess my form of journaling is more about that like five minute ride home where I'm thinking about, okay, what did I do well today or did I work towards my goals today? But for some other people, you know, having a journal or book, you know, like right next to their bed or on their nightstand, you know, before they go to bed, they could say, oh, what did I do today? You know, that I work, did I work towards my goals? Yeah, I did. How did I do that? Or in the morning, you know, like when they wake up and they're having their coffee, spending five minutes saying, uh, you know, what am I going to do today? That's going to help me get towards where I want to be in the future. Uh, you know, that's, that's one way to do it. And sometimes writing it out on paper might be more effective uh, because it makes it more real that way. But that's just one thought that I had in terms of uh, ways that you can help towards your non-zero days. No, I, I agree with you. I've I've dabbled in journaling a little bit myself, but I think for me it was I just couldn't get it to the point where it was habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, just as you were saying, like journaling can take different. It can be different forms. Right. Um, a lot of times it takes the the form of self reflection on a long car ride long car ride home. Sometimes it's, um, you know, calls to like my family members or my friends to talk about something that's bothering me. Cause, cause for me, I'm definitely someone that like needs human interaction and I need to talk about things. And if something's bothering me, whether it's like, um, <coughs> excuse me, how I, how I did an evaluation or how I talked to a patient or, you know, I, you know, I say I messed up with a friend and did something stupid. Um, I always have to like talk about that. I have to get my ideas out there. It's just that my canvas isn't always the paper or, you know, a mm-hmm. book or notebook, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times for me, that canvas is just like spoken word and expression. Yeah. So and I think that could be equally as effective. You know, you're still taking that time out of your day to, to kind of process things and, and work through that, which is huge. Yep. Because again, the goal is to be non-zero. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're doing something mm-hmm. is better than nothing. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, tying in with journaling, uh, something like a gratitude list can be something that can also help too. And I know there is some research out there. I just don't have it off the top of my head, uh, but it helps to kind of reframe mindset and help uh, with positivity. And, you know, in our last episode, we talked a lot about the power of positivity and all of this too. And and uh, and gratitude is, is a huge piece of that as well. But even just taking some time and thinking 
uh, throughout your day? Like, what's one thing that I'm grateful for? What's one person uh, that I am grateful for, you know, and, and why am I grateful for that person or, or for this thing? Uh, it really helps you put things into perspective and, and appreciate the life that you have. And so even if you are struggling and going through a lot of hard things, you know, finding some things that you're grateful for can help reframe that mindset and, and keep you in a positive mindset. You know, there's, so there's two things that this reminds me of mm -hmm. and they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. The first one is a little game of Thrones reference for those fanboys out there. <laughs> um, shout out to Michelle Pye. If you're listening to this episode, um, is Arya's list of people that she says to herself every night before she goes to bed. Okay. Right. And in her case, it's not a gratitude list. It's more of like a <laughs> hatred list. But I think it's a very <clears throat> unique example of like this type of thing where she's got, um, she's framing her mindset, right? Mm -hmm. She's creating some sort of end goal that she's going, you know, going to do. And in her instance in the show, she wants revenge on the hound and Joffrey and, uh, you know, all these different people, but it becomes ritualistic. It's every night before she goes to bed. And for her, it's almost prayer like where, you know, she's saying these names over and over and over and it just creates that whole um, person that Arya becomes throughout the show. Um, so that's my nerdy, super nerdy reference for today. <laughs> <clears throat> kind of going along off that. Uh, I remember because I, I grew up, I grew up Catholic, I'm still Catholic, um, uh, going to school when I was little like learning about, there was some lesson that we had um, about like learning how to structure a prayer, right? So regardless of what religion or, you know, that you associate with, it was like there were different parts to it. And I, I don't remember every single one, um, but there were three that I can remember. One was, one was expressing, ad, you know, admiration mm -hmm. and, um, to God or whoever or whatever that you're praying to or meditating, um, meditating on mm -hmm. so just being, being thankful was, or sorry, expressing your love was one, mm -hmm. right? Another one was, um, being, being sorrowful. So like kind of like reflecting and being, being forgiving and acknowledging that, you know, you have maybe done something wrong that day or that, um, you're struggling with something. And then the last part was being thankful. So like always, always being thankful for the opportunities that you have and, um, for the people around you. And so like, you know, this whole gratitude list thing, like that part, that part of the, you know, how you create a prayer that I learned in school was, has always kind of stuck with me. And so oftentimes I will kind of like, you know, I'm laying in bed and I will just be like, I am thankful for, for this person, or I'm very thankful for this opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. those are my two, my two things. I love it. <laughs> well, it puts everything into perspective. Like you just said, you know, uh, you, are thankful for this person or for this scenario that you're in. And, uh, it really like helps to, to change, you know, especially if you have a really crappy day, which we, we all have, you know, uh, it seems like, you know, one thing after another, after another, but if you're able to, uh, to find, you know, like one positive thing that, that you can appreciate or be grateful for it, it helps make that day a little bit better. And and puts everything into perspective. So I think that's those are really valuable uh, points that you made uh, right there. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So those, that that was kind of like our our morning rituals or, or afternoon evening rituals, rituals in general, uh, things that you can do there. Um, and that's kind of like our our whole list in terms of uh, of ways that you can apply non-zero. Um, 
did you have any other comments and things that you wanted to talk about, Jake, or, or anything like that? Um, I think, well, two things. These, these are kind of throwbacks to other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, one was the, I think it was when we were talking to Jason, mm-hmm. you mentioned that um, there was a really successful guy that one thing that kept him grounded was like making your bed every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and again, I think that goes to show you that a lot of these little tips and tricks for being a non-zero, it doesn't have to be journaling. It doesn't have to be a vision board. It doesn't have to be self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It can be something as simple as literally making your bed, right? Or mm-hmm. even cutting cutting the legs off your, your pants so that you see your calves every day. <laughs> um, just something that's meaningful to you. Because as long as you have that constant reminder, whether it's written down, whether it's a picture, whether it's in your journal, or whether it's just in your head, like you just know something. Right. Like I I know when we talk about like the future, like one of my goals is going to be down the road to have my own, I'd like to have my own business. Right. Mm -hmm. I haven't written that down anywhere. I don't really have a structure for it. Um, But I just know like, you know, I I want to do something right. Where I want to turn the movement docs into, into an an, the words. (laughs) I want to turn the movement docs into something more than just a podcast. Right. I know we've talked about building a website, building YouTube content, like, right. Creating, mm-hmm. creating something that's bigger than just the two of us and mm-hmm. the words that we speak into a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are like inherent things that they may not be written out, but I know every day, like when I see, um, you know, like our logo or something like that, like it just reminds me of like, this is going to be something that's bigger than us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that also kind of goes back to what Gerard's closing comments about his his ways to better be a better you was, um, you know, macro patience and micro speed. Yeah. How everything is, is built towards the long game, right? We're, we're on this big marathon of life, mm-hmm. but every day is almost like a sprint in itself. You're trying to squeeze as many hours out of the day as you can. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's such an awesome quote. Uh, and so that's pretty, pretty cool that we're able to, to stick with us. And, and that's, I know that's something that we've talked about a lot about this podcast in general and, uh, and just how, you know, it's, it's awesome to talk to all of these different people because they have different perspectives and different things that they've learned along the way. Um, and so, you know, it's, we're able to, to kind of reflect with them and, and, and think about different ways that we can continue to move forward and, and, uh, continue to be better people in general. So it's, it's been an awesome experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our whole discussion on non-zero days. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know this one's a little bit shorter than what we typically release, but, um, you know, we're just daring to be bad, I guess, in some way <laughs> or another. That's right. But uh, once again, just we really want to thank everybody that listens to our podcast. Um, we hope that you get something out of it. Um, but we really appreciate the, you know, the fact that you're even listening to what we have to say. And uh, it's it's been really cool to see the you know our, the growth and how many people have actually listened to it, and the fact that we've had over 300 listens is just mind blowing for us. It's very humbling to say the least. We can't thank you guys enough. So uh, that's this. I guess this concludes uh, 007, right? Da, the, James, da, da, da. <laughs> the James Bond of the Movement Docs episode numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time all right have a great day guys thanks for tuning in love you too bye we hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and if you guys have any questions concerns comments or complaints 
uh, please feel free to reach out to us at tmdmovementdocs at gmail.com. And then also, as I mentioned before, keep your eyes open for more info on our non-zero day challenge. We're going to be kicking off on January 1st, um, as well as our website that should be out pretty soon.